Can't blame Kings fans for getting a little anxious here as you glance at the NBA Western Conference standings. Last night's loss to Denver. Not unexpected, right? But drops the Kings 33 and 25. So currently the Kings are eighth in the West. Eight and a half games behind first place Minnesota. Eight, okay. Half a game out of seventh. All right. Just a game out of fifth and just a game out of six as well. So, all right. So it's reasonable to think they play better. They win some games. They're out of the uh, play-in. However, you are now just two games ahead of the ninth place Lakers who had a big comeback in the fourth quarter last night. And you're just uh, two and a half ahead of the 10th place Warriors. And by the way, the Warriors got off to, they were up on the Knicks tonight, 14 to nothing. I don't know. I don't know where that, that game is now. And of course the big difference here, seventh, if you're seventh or eighth in the play-in, you get two chances to emerge from the play-in. If you're ninth or 10th, you got to win two games to get out of the play-in. So yeah, it's uh it gets a little dicier and a little more tense here uh, as we look at where the Kings are and how much you can fall. They've lost two in a row in, in, in the West. You lose a couple games in a row and you start, you start sinking. Speaking of the Lakers, uh, LeBron is closing in now on 40,000 career points. He's, uh, let's see, he's 40 away from 40,000, uh, and he averages 20 points a game. So you do the math. Uh, he probably will get there before the Lakers play the Kings. That'd be the Lakers' fourth game from here. Uh, and somebody on the chat said, "Boy, wouldn't it be great, kind of fitting, if LeBron has scored his first NBA points against the Kings, if he scored 40,000 against the Kings? I- I'm not a big fan of that, but I understand where you're going. And I mentioned to Jay that I have, as you may, as a lot of people in the area have, Tickets from that first game, LeBron's first game. Big money. Yeah, well, I just checked it on eBay. Do you want to know what these are, are going for, Jay? I want to know what yours are getting ready to go for. I don't know. No, that, I mean, that's we speak this. Listen, one thing we're going to do is we continue to speak this into fruition for the Kings. If, you know, we're manifesting this, we're going to manifest your ticket price. LeBron James, this is eBay. LeBron James, first ever NBA game, ticket stub and pin. And it's not graded. I also have a program. I'm not sure how good this ticket is. That is what condition it's in. Um, $8,500 or best offer. Oh, yeah, man. One of them tickets will be gone. LeBron James, rookie card, NBA debut, first game, 2003, Cavaliers versus Kings. Ticket stub, PSA 4, $25,000. Yeah, go ahead and get that thing graded, Whitey, and go ahead and slip it on out. Not to mention you have a three-piece. LeBron James, NBA debut, full ticket versus Kings, 10-29-2003. Uh, PSA 7, population 1, $37,999. Yeah, don't worry about it. Go ahead. Go get your Model Y Tesla there, brother. It's all good. <laughs> Off of one ticket there. Like, yeah. seriously, what, now, what, what, what is the Gleason household waiting on? Well, that that's what people are asking for. I mean, doesn't mean listen, they'll get it. Well, I mean, I could ask for $1 million. Sure. doesn't mean I'll get it. That don't mean you can't undercut them. Price is right, they but. <laughs> Jump right up under there, Whitey. Hey, listen, you want 25K? I want 24999 Oh, I would definitely do that. Absolutely. Okay, what what is the price? What is the if someone just walked up to you and said, name your price, what are you asking? No. I'm now not, that you've done your little research right there. Given that I know that they could be really valuable, I don't think I'd even think about selling them unless I had them looked at. Because you, you know, need to so grade it. I, I wouldn't want someone coming in and going, 
I'll give you here's ten thousand dollars. Like yeah, and then they go out and I find out they sell it for. You See know, that that's not what 50. I asked you, Whitey. Listen, uh, I me, don't have an answer. That you, and I'm telling you why I don't wait have a, a figure. That's not you're telling me. So right now, if you're just like ah, oh, ten million bucks, fifty. Okay, fifty like, thousand. There's got to be a value to something you're not turning down, right? If somebody walked in there and said, "Let me give you one million dollars," you're turning that down. No, that would be okay. Okay, so what's the figure? Fifty. Fifty k. Thousand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Why are you interested? I might know a few people. <laughs> I've, I'm, I'm the person on those records say I don't care about the nostalgia situation. I'm not a big car guy. I'm not a you know going right. going berserk over a piece of cardboard or like I I mean I, I get it. That. I understand that because I'm a shoe guy. You know I like music. There's there's certain things that people could you know attack me for. So let me say this: I'm not attacking that. It just doesn't. Float my, you know, oh, doesn't float it. my boat. But I, I, yeah, we saved the tickets because I thought they might be worth something, but I really didn't know that first game tickets are that big a thing. And I was checking something. Somehow I stumbled upon Michael Jordan first game tickets. And I was like, what? They're worth that much. And that's why I even checked what the LeBron tickets were for in the first place. I you was know what it's called? very surprised. It's called do your research, <laughs> get it graded. And if it comes back something where you're like, all right, I think I can, like you said, and that's why I asked you, what's the value right now? Without going into it, without, you know, doing your research, without really knowing what it could be graded, how, you know, what is the value right now? Somebody just said, let me just give you this to give it to you right now. Don't do all of that. You say 50. 50, but there's an asterisk because oh, remember. Here we go. No, all right, we got the pandemic championship. I did not actually go to the game. Doesn't matter. So I got to, I, I have to make sure that Shinya would, would. And I so, think she'd do 50. But, you know, they could argue that you didn't even go to the game. That's not even your ticket. What about so. the children, though? Who's who's controlling the children's tickets? You know, they don't live there anymore. Come on, so man. I think they're, that's a, you know, I hope you enjoyed the game. <laughs> you might, it sounds like you might need a little representation. You might need might a little. Be able to, yeah, we might be able to work, a, you know, work them in for peace. Yeah, of yeah, course. That's only fair. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's say this. What if someone comes in at at 45 right now? Calls in right now and say, you know what? Can't do it. Oh. Can't do it. So it's 50. 50 or nothing. These, I think these tickets are, I think they're in pretty good shape. Okay. Yeah. I like your, I like your style. Yeah. I, I had them tucked away for quite a while. Program. How about yeah. the program? Where, where are we valuing that right now? I in the have Gleason no idea. Household? Honestly, I have no idea. I just think as part of the package, maybe it ups the value a little or makes it a little more desirable, but I really don't have any idea what it's worth. Hmm. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Might be worthless. Might be, oh, sure. it's $100. I, yeah, I don't know. It's always worth what a person will pay you. That's what yeah, I've There learned. you go. You're yeah. right. On the chat. Uh, Campio says the Kings will finish a strong six seed. Manny Tulegid, why didn't JJ? Do you guys think Fox will be playing tomorrow? Coin flip. Sounds like he may. We thought that yesterday, right? Yeah, kind it's of hard to say. Yeah. I don't know. Jay may have examined him. I I haven't, but he if he tried to go yesterday and they thought he's going to play and he's had an extra day off and he didn't play yesterday, I'd be surprised if he doesn't play. I mean, if he doesn't play tomorrow, then you got to wonder. Well, wait, is there something else going on in there? But I think he'll play tomorrow. Yeah, I think so, too. But, I mean, we don't know. We're just guessing. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we put that in there. Yeah. Dwayne Baker, I'm hoping that the month of March will get them rolling towards the playoffs and go on a run. They can do it. It's up to them. 
Do you think, Jay, we need a, a hard reset on King's expectations here as we head down the home stretch? Mm, I think some. I think, you know, a lot of people are uh, being honest with themselves. But, uh, you know, it's hard for, and, and someone said this, and let me make sure I get the, the proper words and the pro- give them the, because uh, we got so many people weighing in. But um, let me try to find that here. Someone from the 916, as a Kings fans listener, you guys spend a lot of time telling us how we are feeling about the team and how it's going. Negativity breeds negativity. You're letting these pessimists get their 15 minutes in the spotlight. Be positive. Stop focusing on the negative fan takes. And I think I can understand, and I think that's why this is so, um, you know, it's almost infuriating for some, but then you have some who are like, oh, I'm – I'm along for the ride. This is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And it's just so much of a split down the middle. You know, it's a, a fence that you can hop back and forth on. You have, you know, fans like that. And then you have some fans who, you know, we've heard a couple times like, look, give us a little bit of time. You know, mm-hmm. Mike Brown is is fairly new here. He's only been in there for a year and almost uh, two years, a year and a half. You are a year and three, fourth quarters, whatever you want to call it. But it's, it's just one of those things where I think Whitey, you know, Every single day breeds something brand new. A loss breeds something new. A win breeds something new. And you see all these different type of reactions from every single person that we continue to get, you know, on a daily basis. And I, I just continue to keep on saying it's just great to be in this. It's great to be, you know, uh, a part of this. But I definitely understand, like, look, I'm tired of the Detroit Piston losses too. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of the Charlotte Hornets situations. And so – I appreciate that side of what the Kings are saying, uh, fans are saying, because they have some good quality reason to say that. I think there's one group that really needs to reset expectations, tell you who that is, and we'll see if you fall in that group when we come back. Drive guys on Sackdown Sports. Is it time for a hard reset on King fan expectations? I think it depends on what your expectations are. Drive guys here. Uh, Drapes was with us earlier. We had some issues. We talked to him on the phone, and then he'll be back with us tomorrow from uh, the arena. So we'll have him on for the whole show tomorrow, though that'll be a truncated show uh, because we'll have, of course, the Kings and the Timberwolves. Um, Before the season started, Jay, I was saying, I think I was still on with Chris at the time, uh, Whitey and Watkins. And I said, my prediction is the Kings are going to end up fifth uh, and... I think I had them winning in the first round, but I said, if you make the playoffs this year, that is a success. Rubber stamp it. Boom. Hopefully you can do more. But if you get to the playoffs again this year. Not the play-in. Right. Play-in is not the playoffs. But gotcha. if you get to the playoffs two years in a row in the playoffs, that's only happened like seven times in Kings history. Boom. That's a success. So I feel like right now, I feel like my expectations have been pretty much in line with reality. I think the people that thought, we've talked about this, you know, bless you, you can expect whatever you want. Absolutely. But third last year, all that means this year, they'll compete for the conference title. They should certainly be in the conference uh, finals, and they should be a championship contender. I think if that's what you were expecting this year, I think for your own sake, you need a hard reset on your expectations. (laughs) Which, as I said, they need to sit down and, you know, speak about it. And and that's cool because we all need to get it off our chest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and that's cool. That's you got you're in the king's kingdom and your your glasses are purple. Mm -hmm. Definitely Mm -hmm. understand that. I'm with you. I thought if they made the playoffs and 
you know, I'm even on the record as saying if they made the playoffs and they go to another game seven and, you know, in the first series and they lose, depending on who they play, then it's a success because I think there wouldn't be too much difference between going to a second series and losing, you know, um, battle tested. Yeah. Tried. Tribulations, mm-hmm. you know, those type of things need to happen for this team to get to where, you know, the, the end all be all goal, which is the championship and. Um, the other thing for me too, my expectations is I thought in coming into the season, I truly thought they could have manipulated the roster a little more. And I was expecting that and it didn't happen. And then I kind of expected it to happen at the trade deadline. Yeah. And nothing really happened at the trade uh, deadline yes, yes. Know, in the whole NBA. And so I think part of my expectations is probably going to happen. Um, I think they will make the playoffs. The second part of it, and this is this is you know frustrating for me and a lot of other people, it just seems like the window is open a little bit, and not so much as to the win a championship. To what? Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to ask you. Not to win a championship, but to kind of be relevant. Yes, and take the like at least look like you're trying to take the next step. And I think twiddling, you know, the Kings kind of twiddled their thumbs a little bit. And I think that that's playing a part for a lot of other fans, you know, people who are calling out for a, a different look, a different change for this team. You mentioned somebody on the, I think you said it was on the text line that said, don't give in to the negativity. Yeah. Which is, you know, great. It's good to be positive. Anybody, you mentioned you felt this way, I felt this way. Anybody that looked at the trade deadline and felt disappointed that nothing happened, I mean, I understand that a hundred percent. How many times I was looking through it today, going back, you know, some of the reports, November, December, January, and all the reports were that Monty says the Kings are going to be very active. So we had high hopes. And I believe it looks like they did try to do something really big and it didn't work out, but I can understand anyone that feels like, wow, okay. The off season, they didn't do much. They kind of brought it back, but then we thought deadline, they're going to do something. They didn't really do anything. Yeah. You know, sometimes in baseball, I know, teams battle and then they expect they're going to get us some help at the deadline. Then it doesn't happen. Sometimes you can see a team like they don't play well. Mm. I'm not suggesting that's what's happened with the Kings. I'm saying it's understandable yeah. uh, and it's and it's fair. And why do I think that's part of my frustration is I thought the West to, you know, solidify where the Kings probably want to go. I thought would take another, you know, as I, I could continue to keep on saying, a, a shot in the arm. They needed a little spark. And I, I even used the Denver game as, or excuse me, the Miami game as kind of a, you know, um, a, 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 an example of this is kind of a game that needed someone else that the Kings don't have, you know, to to, to put. I agree. To, I felt the exact same yeah, way. Yeah, like, you know, Watch to bring something different to the game. Uh-huh. And so – that's where, and you talk about, you know, your temper and expectations and wh- where I thought was going, you know, where this team was going. That for me is probably the most frustrating part about this team is you could see this team was flawed. We can see this team is flawed. You know, if we're using present and past tense, this team is not championship material. Mike Brown was telling us yes. or Monty or somebody repeatedly this team is not 
good enough that's yes. currently constituted. Yes, and someone in the 925, shouts out to the East Bay, they try with the question mark. It's result-based business, both for the players and the front office. We tried isn't good enough. And listen. Do or do not, there is no try. <laughs> I get it. That fan, I have nothing to say towards that fan right. when they bring Agreed. that argument to the table. Agreed. Because I agree. Yeah. I'm with you. Here's my fear. I mentioned this before. You remember the Giants this year, they got off to a pretty good start. They yeah, were they looking did. good. Trade deadline approached. Uh, are the Giants going to do anything? They didn't. They and didn't. Part of the calculation was, we're good enough, we don't have to. And then after the <laughs> after the deadline, right? They were terrible. They stunk. Right. I just, I hope that doesn't happen with this basketball team. Now, I don't think... I don't think Monty in the front office looked at this team and said, we're good. I think if they, it's more a matter of the things that we could do here are not worth doing. Yes. But still the calculation is we'll be okay mm-hmm. without doing anything. And um, we'll see. I had the same thought you did, especially right uh, during the Miami game. And after the Miami game, it's like, wow, this is an example of how you really needed to do something at the yes. deadline. You needed, you know, that extra piece or two, someone, you know, the microwavable, bring it to the table quick, fast, in a hurry. And, well, they had that guy, you know, DeLon Wright, yes. that I was hoping the Kings would trade for. Yes. And I think he had 13 points. Yep. You know, the Heat did something. As you said, not a lot happened, but there's a lot of teams that did little things here and there. Look at the sun, you know, Royce O'Neal picking mm. up here, there, and the Kings didn't get anybody. Yeah. Couldn't I, they have gotten somebody? <laughs> yes, I agree. I mean, I think that's. That's part of my expectation. Excuse me, my disagreement with the expectations is I expected, as you said, to get anything, anyone, anybody, any other player, any form of excitement Uh brought to this team. But the reverse of that is this. With us knowing they that didn't happen, I think that's where where you say, did you do you we need to change the expectations? I think knowing that didn't happen immediately changed my expectations, Whitey. Mm-hmm. It really did. It was like, you know what? They didn't get better. They're riding this out, which I felt they did the same thing in the beginning of the season. Yeah. So I figured they would be about the same that we seen last year. And again, not taking into consideration what happened around you, because all you can do is control what you do. I think the Kings are about the same. They're right at the same point. Let me ask people. And ask you, 339-1140, You want to give us a call, shoot us a text on the chat right now. And maybe you've responded to this question before, but as we talk about expectations being reset potentially, what to you right now would constitute a successful season for the Kings? They get in the plan, is that successful? Playoff successful? Got to do better than last year. Maybe it's a number of wins. Maybe it's a finish. Uh, you know, if they if they finish fifth or better, what to you would constitute a successful season? I know it's hard to say because it, the proof's in the pudding. It always depends on how you get there. You know, if you say, oh, I'm just, if they make the playoffs, that'd be great. And then, you know, they have a 3-0 lead and they blow it in the first round or something. Well, that's not really what I meant. But what to you would constitute, Jay, a successful season? To me, it's still, as I've said all year, if you get a team, a Kings team, back to the playoffs, win or lose to me, Boom! I'm rubber stamping that. That's a successful season. Agreed. With with the knowledge of, just as that fan we just read from the nine two five, something has to change next season. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Uh huh. I'm with you. Give me a give me a playoff run. If they lose in the first series, no problem, no harm, no foul. They learn next year. Expectations yeah. move a little bit further. Sure, sure. 
Let's talk to Akash here on Sacktown Sports. Hey, Akash, thanks for hanging on. What's up? Hey, guys. How you doing? Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I just wanted to call my shot here today. You know, leap year day, February 29th. Mm-hmm. I'm just calling my shot right now. I think the Kings are going to be stuck in the play-in, and I honestly, I don't think they're going to make it out of the play-in. If they face the Warriors or the Lakers, those legacy franchises of the NBA, I just, in a one-game scenario, I just do not see them beating either of those two teams. And I just wanted to see what you guys thought about that. Well, that's not a very pleasant thought, but <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so right now, th- those teams are behind you. So if you lost one, you lose one game if you're ninth or 10th, which right now the Kings aren't, but then you're out. Yeah, it would be tough. I, I do think that they could beat the Warriors in a game. They could beat either one. Be- winning two of those would be tough. I think they could do it. But I just think the Warriors, Kings, if it's a, you know, in a play-in, can you imagine how nuts that would be? Ooh-wee. I'm telling you. Sign me up. Yeah. And that, but Whitey, that's the cold part about this is we're, you know, we're complaining as, you know, we want the Kings to be in the the fourth spot or the third spot. But man, sign me up for that though. Like yeah. I'm you know, right now, if you're playing Dallas, I'll take that. And then you, you know, you have to play the winner of Golden State LA. I'll take that too. Uh-huh. Uh, Akash, I think I'm with you. I think they're a play-in team. I think uh, if they're seventh or eighth, I like their chance to get out of that. If they're ninth or tenth, that's, that's going to be a tough, tough road. On a more positive note, Mike Brown mentioned a few bright spots last night. Let's see if we can find any of those when we come right back. Drive, guys. Sakta. Omega Femasu means it's raining today. You like the rain, Jay, or you had enough of the rain? I'm good with the rain, brother. I like cold. I like the cold. Mm-hmm. I like putting on the hoodie, the sweatsuit, the jacket. I'm good with that. Um, I understand it's it's rough for people that I know we have people listening and on the chat who, you know, they work for like power companies, so they're on alert and they gotta, you know, yeah, please be out. safe, man. Yeah, absolutely. And people, you know, there there's trees falling. I know that's dangerous, but the news sometimes, and I'm talking about everybody on the news, it's like it rains a little bit of breaking news. I'm here in the street, and it's raining, and look, there's a puddle, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you look, we're living in the times where, you know, every everything is news. You know, you listen, you put on a, a matching outfit, I'm posting it. Yeah. And people do it all the time, you uh-huh. know, like you said. Oh, it's raining? Yeah. Man, I, I, I drug my, uh, you know, my red wagon through the puddle, and now yes. I got to post, yeah. Let's go out to Jim. Yes, as you can see, I'm in a car, and my windshield wipers are on because it's raining. <laughs> I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) What really drives me crazy now is when the weather forecasters and they say, and I don't know anybody in town specifically who does this, but I've heard weathercasters and they go, well, tomorrow will be nice, but, um, you know, it might start to rain around 2.30. So if you're picking up the kids or you're getting lunch, uh, it's like, I... I don't need you to tell me if it rains at 2.30 and I'm picking up the kids. Well, take you might want to take an umbrella. You know, just tell me what the weather's going to be. <laughs> I can figure out the rest myself. Hey, if you've got, you know, soccer practice or something. Like, <laughs> you don't want the instructions? I don't need any of that. <laughs> They're just trying to throw a helping hand out there. Why do you make it sound like personal or something oh you cold blood man i'm i'm getting ready to to uh round up all the meteorologists in sacramento and surrounding areas and tell them you're not a fan i I don't understand that trend 
Tell me what the weather's going to be and when it's going to be that way. And I'll figure out the rest myself, like when to go to lunch or whatever. Yeah, I'll figure that out on my own. 339-1140, 1-800-920-1140. We've been talking about the Kings a lot today. Do we need to do a reset on expectations down the stretch? Depends what your expectations were, right? Let's see what Jeff has to say on Sackdown Sports. Hey, Jeff, what's up? Not bad, not much, buddy. Uh, enjoy your guys' afternoon show on the way home. Thank you. Uh, my uh, input on this is, uh, yes, our, our expectations should be tempered because even back in the day with the old Kings, it took about four or five years before they actually had all the pieces in place to compete, even though we got cheated out of a championship. But aside from that, with this new bargaining uh, uh, deal that we have with the new collective agreement, uh-huh. these GMs are all trying to figure out how to piece this together to be effective in the future because you don't want to put all your chips down and have to pay for it for the next five or six years. That's a great point. Jeff, can I ask you, is it raining right now where you are? Uh, yeah, I, I got a forecast that I, I, I should expect uh, rain about one thirty. So All right, thank you. Thank you for that update, Jeff. He's right. The uh, The new CBA has um, a big impact on how teams are maneuvering here, given the, the, you know, the new tax apron and all that stuff. And the Kings, as far as we know, they're, they're clear of all that. But it does raise the question of what you do with Malik Monk, which is going to be a big question Sign this offseason. Uh, well, I'll tell you what you do. You sign them. Yeah, except, Jay, you're limited as to how much you can offer. Agreed. Because, yeah, so if someone else, and it depends on how many teams have cap space, but if someone else says, Malik, we'll give you more money than the Kings and we'll start you, the Kings can't say, all right, well, we'll we'll top that offer. They're like, that's, yeah. that's the most we can well, Hopefully I, it won't come to that. Yeah, I, I'll say this. I think you, every, you offer them every single penny that you possibly can. I'm sure and they if, will. Yeah, and if you get outbid, then – that's part of the game. It's part of this business. That's part of what happens, you know, when we're talking about uh, free agency and restricted free agency and everything else, like you yeah. said, the cap. But at this point in time, I mean, and I hope it it, it has been done. If I'm Monty and I, I'm, you know, Malik's agent, which escapes me right now, I can't remember who his agency is. Listen, I would already have his offer. Mm-hmm. His offer is this down to the penny. And unfortunately, because of, you know, the contract we signed last two years ago, whatever, this is what I can offer you, but this is what you deserve. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I, I'm pretty confident they know uh, what the Kings can offer, what the Kings will offer. It's just a matter of how interested other teams are. By the way, his uh, Kyle Ledbetter is his agent. Oh, is he? Yeah, that's okay. Malik Monk's agent. Kyle came in here with, like, <laughs> the strongest onions in America. Really? I, like, Kyle stepped in here, I mean, just, you know, love Kyle, man. Just eating raw onions? I mean, I don't even know. As soon as I he come from— You gave me the thumbs up on yeah, that. Yeah, I come from out of, out of the main studio talking to you during the break, and then I come in here, and all of a sudden I, I just felt like I was in Gilroy. Like, I just uh-huh. got hit, <laughs> smacked straight in the mouth. Like, I'm going to the Gilroy outlets. Do you wow. know what I mean? Just yeah, straight yeah. onions to the neck and garlic to the neck. I didn't know what was going on, man. I'm glad to hear Jeff mention the the Kings, the Weber Kings, the process they went through. He's at least the second, maybe the third person that's mentioned that today, a third fan. And I think that's, that's great that fans remember that, that the Kings in 1999, uh, during the lockout year, they really shocked the basketball world, similar to what the Kings did last year in some ways. And they played the Jazz in the first round. They almost beat the Jazz. They got knocked out in the first round. The next year, the expectations were very high like they are this year. The Kings won, not 50, they won 44 
out in the first round, although it was a very exciting series. And then the year after that, 2001, they actually won a playoff series before they lost to the Lakers again. Then after that, they were on their way to the conference finals. So that's, yeah, four years it took. Um, and it wasn't a linear progression. So I think it's great that fans keep that in mind here. But the Kings, unless they have a great, you know, if they have a great finish here and finish well beyond our expectations, that would reset things. But other than that, they're really going to have to do some things this offseason. Yeah. Fans around here are not going to tolerate. Oh, Fans are patient, Oof. but they won't tolerate. Like, if you finish like, eh, we got knocked down the first round. What are you doing? Nothing. Oh, no. That's, that's not Yeah, I mean, Jay is going to not be tolerant. I mean, I'm going to hit the roof. Yeah. I'd be over here <laughs> on every show. Let me be a guest on every show because mm-hmm. I have something to say. Absolutely. If they don't turn something around, you know, this, this offseason – then by all means, all hands on deck, every Kings fan. I don't I'm I'm with a lot of people right now. You know, they should have did something, but if they don't do it then, there's a big problem. Yes, there would yeah, be. We should and be I'm screaming. Sure, I'm sure they're very well aware of yes. that. Yes. What do you think, so. by the way, of the um Hope the, so, let me say the that. unhappiness, the dissatisfaction with Mike Brown. What's your opinion on that? You know, I don't know where that's coming from. And I think it's just kind of what we talked about, Whitey. Sometimes when you're losing and you're up and down and it's not, you know, what you really thought, we start to look outside of the building and inside the building. You know, you're looking at all different avenues. And I think Coach Brown is just catching some of the heat. And albeit, you know, some of, I can understand where some fans are asking about the moves and the adjustments. And that comes from the fact that Coach Brown and some of his staff, you know, of what they're saying, especially some of the players, too, when you talk about effort and when you talk about intensity, when you talk about defense needs to be better. I think, you know, the first thing to do, and, you know, again, I I always say it, listen, if you want to be the head honcho and be in those positions, you have to take some of that what comes with it, right? And so I think – when you take a loss and you don't see adjustment made, first thing you do is call out Coach Brown, you know. Mm-hmm. And we don't know everything because maybe he did try to make adjustment and the team didn't execute it. But I think it is fair to question some things that we've seen over the, you know, throughout this season. But I can't fathom the fact that you know anyone could say he needs to be gone. Yeah, that's no, nah, that's, that's not that's yeah, not it. That's you wonder sometimes if people are just you know trolling. But it is true, uh, fans of any team. When a team is appears to be underperforming, um, you, you, it's fair to question the manager, the coach, and then when you have the players and the coach saying we have to give more effort, mm-hmm. you know, a team that's not giving effort, that's like, well, that's on the coach, isn't it? Mm. Well, it, I think in most cases it is, but that's why we were saying yesterday with this team, it's not so much not giving effort; it's just they're not focused, they're not as gritty. It's not like they're not trying; they're yeah. just learning to try harder. Yes, um, and, and know when to. And know when to apply the intensity. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, last year, everything Mike Brown did was perfect. And then maybe, I think Kyle uh, alluded to this earlier. This year, you know, that's been through it. He's done it for a year, and the players are like, all right, yeah, we've heard all that. We've heard all that. And he's trying to get them to play better defense. And, you know, early in this season, we heard Davion and we heard Kevin Herter saying, 
They're asking us to do so much defensively, it's harder to keep up offensively. So, you know, we heard some complaints from the players. Mm -hmm. So, But you know what? Why do you but know you're what not, that? He's still the best guy for this job, and he's still a, the Kings are still lucky to have him. So far, yeah, absolutely, until something else different. But you know what that told me? And I didn't press an envelope on this too much. That just lets me know, and it's no disrespect to Kevin Herters, no disrespect to Davion Mitchell, because I think Davion has another level he just hasn't been able to grasp. And maybe it's just, you know, I don't know the reason why, confidence or whatever we want to call it. But I will say this, that lets me know that maybe the tools in the toolbox can't do it. They just can't get the job done. I agree. Thank you very much for being with us today. Thanks for all your participation. Appreciate it very much. Stick around for UC Davis basketball against Hawaii. Uh, we're back with Drapes from Minneapolis tomorrow. Uh, UC Davis basketball next right here on Sackdown Sports.